When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, how about hour number three on a Tuesday? If only the young quarterback that was going to Florida could have just gotten himself hyped on this instrumental, he'd still have the scally. That's a weird world we live in. Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. Hour number three starts with Zay's choice for a beat. Zay, what do we have? 50 Cent instrumental. What up, gangsta? Mm. Yeah, if Marcus Stokes was rapping this out... They might kick him out of Florida. <laughs> That's how explicit this track is. Oh, this one has this one has multiple words oh, that you yeah. wouldn't want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we hit that story, and where are we at in society? We are talking Longhorns and Cowboys and all the rest today. Big football weekend, of course, and it's all compacted where you've got Cowboys on Thursday, 325 kick against the Giants on Thanksgiving, looking for win number eight. Longhorns Friday morning could be a wet, rainy one uh, at 11 a.m., clearing up during the day, but they're also looking for win number eight, and they still would have a shot to go to that Big 12 title game if they win, and then they're going to need Kansas to beat Kansas State. That's in Manhattan. They're going to need them to beat the Wildcats, and then the Longhorns would head to Jerry World for a little revenge on the Horn Frogs. But first things first, they got to figure out the whole Brazos thing. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and have one of our favorite conversations of the week. We had to move it, though, because normally he's on later in the week. He was nice enough to reschedule things, even though he's getting ready for Turkey Day. It's Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com at GKKetch. On Twitter, if you are following along, whether you have paid for your blue check or not, catch. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm just watching a little World Cup and trying to get some work done before Thanksgiving. And then I heard that intro song from Fifty, and I started thinking about when that song came out. I may or may not have frequented the landing strip back in the day when that song first came out. Nice. And I remember one night we left with a couple of the young ladies that may or may not have been employed there. Mm-hmm. We took this girl to uh, an IHOP off of I-35 in my old tour. And this girl ate like $50 worth of food. I thought she had a tapeworm. It was amazing. I was like, and she weighed like, you know, like 95 pounds. And I was like, there's no way you're going to eat five plates of food. And she sat down and I'm telling you, I was checking for tapeworms on the way out. Like pancake, and, pancakes uh, and all? Pan- steaks, chicken fried steaks, pancakes, waffles, eggs. Wow. She just, I was, it was, it was one of the most awe-inspiring performances I have ever seen. Dude, there is something about a hot woman putting on a show eating. Like just tearing it up at a restaurant. There's there is some. There is something about lovely that. Lovely about that. Yeah. yeah. There's something. What made me think? God, you need a better job. If, 
damn. She was like, this is the... This is, wasn't the best meal she had all week. This was the meal she had all week. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. That's not good. You're right. Maybe you needed to, uh, maybe you needed to adjust things a little bit. Uh, well, Kat- you wanted to call Don King and like, send her over to the Yellow Rose and be like, hey, yeah. let this girl eat at the buffet and employ her. My goodness. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Glad, well, we're glad we could bring a memory up. Glad we could tr- you know, trigger your memories today. That is fantastic. Um, all right, Catch, as we get ready for this big matchup, it's one you are uh, very familiar with. I mentioned it earlier. You spent some time in Waco uh, growing up. You got family, uh, I know, on both sides of this thing. So give me your assessment as we get ready for Texas Baylor and, and what you saw in Lawrence and how much of it you think can carry forward and apply to this Baylor game? Well, when you look at both sides of this game, it's about maturity. It's about what's left of the tank with one game to go in the regular season. Let's start with Texas. They've been a bit of a yo-yo this season, right? They're up, they're down. I've mentioned before, this is the fans are bipolar at this point, not knowing what to expect from this team. They come out of Kansas playing so well that this is the week they're getting pats on the back all of again. And you wonder on a short week, are they, you know, are they good to go? This, you know, I it's hard to say. It will be senior day, so I expect to be John Robinson and 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 a lot of players that may be playing their last game at DKR. Uh, obviously, he's not a senior, but you guys know what I'm saying. We're not going to play that game where we pretend like he's not going pro, right? Um, I think Texas shows up. With Baylor, I feel like if Texas jumps on them early, you can get Baylor starting to think about the offseason. But this is a Super Bowl. for Look, I was a Baylor fan until I literally got accepted to the University of Texas, decided I was going to Texas, and then it just changes things. But up until I was about 18 years old, I was a Baylor fan, and I know how this game plays locally. It's a big deal. They, this is as important to Baylor as any game they play all week. So it makes me think that there's an exception to the rule when you look at the fact that last week had to be just a gut puncher for them. And to come back, it'll, the weather will be bad. There's not really anything in it for them. I mean, if they win, I don't know that it changes where they go from a bowl game perspective. But they'll want to beat Texas because it's Texas. Dave Rand is a great coach. He's not a good coach. He's a great coach. So I think they'll be ready to play. But if you're Texas and you can get one of those scripted early fast starts from Steve Sarkeesian, which I think we generally think he's really good at, you might be able to, to knock Baylor out of the game mentally. If it's within a touchdown, though, at the end of the first quarter, they're probably going to start believing. And I think it could be a much closer game than – I think ultimately Texas is going to get the fast start and and create some separation, and maybe Baylor just won't have the fight in them for four quarters. But if I'm wrong about the way this game could start and Baylor keeps it close and it's ugly and dreary and three to three, then it may be a dogfight the rest of the way through. 
Jeff, with it being senior day this Saturday, we already know Roshan Johnson, he's done because he'll be going to the senior bowl. So is DeMarion Overshone. But who do you think might have a chance of coming back? I saw Jordan Whittington in a picture of him in a cowboy hat floating around social media yesterday with people saying one more year. Who could you see coming back for another season? I generally think guys who are close to creeping up to like 23 years of age are ready to go pro and make some money. Even if it's fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, some guys just want to start getting paid to play football beyond NIL. And so, you know, it's hard for me to think that Jordan Whittington would come back. He finally had a year where he stayed healthy all the way through. I don't know. I think we all know who Jordan Whittington is as a football player. Uh, I do wonder a little bit. Let's let's take the defensive tackles for a second, right? So Keandre Coburn, Devondre Sweat, Moro Ajomo, uh, all three of those guys are scheduled to, to to walk Saturday at Senior Day. I think Keandre Coburn has boosted his NFL stock to the standpoint he's gone. I think Sweat and Moro Ajomo are both going to play on Sundays. I thought that before this season started, and people were. I, I got into an argument with the rest of the Orange Bloods crew in the offseason when I said I thought this defense had six or seven NFL guys at the front of the line kind of on defense, and they were like, what are you talking about? Because, granted, the defense sucked last year. <laughs> but I think all three of those guys are going to play on Sundays. I've thought that for a while, but not all those guys are going to be highly drafted. I don't know where Moro or Jomo or Tavondre Sweat get drafted. If you could put together an NIL presentation for them that said, hey, we, we, we can find a quarter of a million to 500,000 reasons for you to, uh, to stick around for another year, maybe improve your draft stock. You know, I mean, it's at least a conversation that I think those guys would want to hear. Let me hear the pitch. And then, and then you know, kind of see what happens. Like, we're in a really interesting time with NIL because the transfer portal opens on December 5th. I think it's going to be bananas. And I mentioned this both on Orange Bloods and I mentioned this on my YouTube show yesterday. I'm already hearing that there are potential names beyond the, the usual suspects among A&M players, right? I mean, Evan Stewart, that thing's been going around for a couple of months. Half the A&M team's rumored to be in the portal. We'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. They may have nobody in the portal. They may have 25. Well, it's tough to gauge, but I'm hearing other names that are already being associated with Texas. That's what you know the NIL will be active and important with regards to transfers because it was a year ago. They got Isaiah Nayor mostly because after he committed to Tennessee, they were able to say, hey, let's have one more conversation where we explain to you how much better it can be if you come here from an NIL standpoint than Tennessee. He listened, and then he switched then you'll have Texas players who want to get into the portal potentially to see what their value is. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how many, it's not like Texas has a team of NIL people, like a dozen people ready to just work the phones. Like it's some sort of, you know, <laughs> like we were trying to raise money for charity. They've got a couple of guys that really are in charge of this thing, or at least they have been. But I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that Texas will be juggling on that front. How they decide to keep their players who might, you know, have one foot into going pro. What do you, what can you offer them? What does it look like? What's legitimately viable? 
it didn't used to be something that existed, right? We just, guys went pro, but now in an NIL world, you think back to Cameron Dicker last year, I mean, they gave him a presentation. He, he talked to NIL people, and they made an effort to keep him around, and he just decided he was ready to go. That's the tough part. I mean, you can make presentations now, but sometimes as these guys get older, they want to take advantage of good years if they've had them. They're ready to kind of begin that next step because for a lot of guys, the dream isn't to play at the University of Texas. It's to play in the NFL. And sometimes it's hard to tell a guy that now's not the time to explore that. Um, but I think, ask yourself this with every player that we're talking about. If you think they're a fifth, sixth, seventh round type, of, if you think they're a true day three NFL prospect, I think there's at least a conversation that can be had with those guys to, to potentially convince some of them to come back. You're not doing it with Bijan. You're not doing it with guys that got invites to the Senior Bowl, the Marvion or, uh, or Roshan. But if you got some guys that are legitimately, eh, those might be the guys you might be able to bring back for another year. And those guys potentially have a lot of value to your team this year. Uh, but it's a hard question to answer because I don't know that those conversations have really started in earnest. So Sark mentioned yesterday, whenever the regular season is officially over, they'll start to have some of those conversations and they'll need to have those conversations quickly because the portal is going to be banging. I'm just letting you know right now, it will be an upgrade in terms of the talent available real quick. Cause I don't want to just go on like a big old dissertation and not, answer questions think back to a year ago when the conversation was did was was um uh jade baron going to go into the portal he almost went into the portal because he just what he saw he could just look around with his own eyeballs and say oh the way you get nil dollars is to put yourself in the portal and then schools will bid for you it's harder to do that when you stay on the roster and don't take such an aggressive action, you kind of get put on the back burner. He saw that last summer and was like, I'm gonna try, I might just do this and like push some buttons and see what I can get. And in the end, it didn't really work out for him. Right. But he, he was a sign that guys were watching. And I think you're going to see guys just realize, like I may not want to leave Texas but the best way for me to truly maximize my value is to threaten to leave. And I think guys at every school across the country saw that. And honestly, if you're worth a damn at all, at all, if you were honorable mention all conference in the ACC, you'd almost be naive and silly not to put yourself into the portal because at least then you can know what your value, if nobody comes from you, your old school will take you back. They're not saying no to the honorable mention all-conference guy. But the only way sometimes you truly know how valuable you are is to let people know, you got a chance, just make me an offer I can't say no to. And like I said, I think the portal's going to be crazy. It's an interesting point. Talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. All right, Jeff, on the Cowboys, A, are you picking them to beat the Giants? And B, are, yes. you, are you interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? Sure. Okay. I mean, Odell Beckham is not going to change the season for the Cowboys. But does he make them a little bit better? Probably. He, he doesn't make them worse. 
And I don't think he's distraction-level guy anymore. He's not Antonio Brown. You're not bringing in a guy that is like going to pull his pants down on the field or something like that, potentially, right? I mean, at this point, if I told you that a team signed Antonio Brown in, in an actual game, he just revealed himself? At this point, like, that wouldn't shock you. He allegedly did it at a pool in, like, Dubai. So, but I don't think that's who Odell Beckham is anymore. I think he's a guy that, that, that is ring-chasing. I think that he realizes, you know, he ain't going to Pro Bowls right now or anything like that. So I think he understands what his role and his place would be. Uh, and I, I think everybody realizes you're not getting an all-pro, right? So you, him signing doesn't swing the pendulum. But I think he's, he'd be a decent addition. It's, it's a team that could be better at wide receiver. So I'm completely okay with trying to improve the, if nothing else, the depth of your second, third. You, know, you don't want to be in a position where if Michael Gallup gets hurt, you're screwed again all of a sudden. And, got, you know, suddenly you're in a situation where CeeDee Lamb is getting more attention than he's already going to get because teams just aren't afraid. Uh, teams will be, even with the way that he is right now, teams will, will be scared to let Odell Beckham potentially have single coverage against your second or third corner. So it's about matchups. And right now CeeDee Lamb is going to be the number one guy. Is he better than Noah Brown? You know, are you if you're getting 20, 25 snaps a game out of him and you're throwing the ball three or four times, is he potentially getting into the end zone with one of those because he still has some of that in him? That's what I would be intrigued by. But this, this, he, he, he's not swinging. He's not changing the season. You know, are the Cowboys getting out of the divisional round? Maybe, maybe not. But he won't be the guy that swings that either way. Hmm. All right, Jeff, on the 1 to 10 scale, 10 being the most confident, 1 being the least confident, how do you feel about the Jayhawks going into Manhattan and maybe upsetting Kansas State to give the Horns a chance to go to Arlington? Can I ask you a follow-up question first? Absolutely. Because this is sort of determined my answer. How confident are you that last week Jalen Daniels shook off the ring rust and is ready in a, in, a, in a game like that to play 85, 80% of what he's capable of. Oh, I didn't think he looked good at all, and they didn't run him like they should have. I thought Lipo should have put in Bean. So you're not very confident? No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. So then I think there's your answer. Because I think <laughs> yeah. Kansas State's really good, man. Like, I have made fun of Kansas State. I have angered their fans throughout the past year and saying, that I think Deuce Vaughn should go into the portal and play somewhere where the games matter. Because I think that's the kind of player that he is. They don't like that in Manhattan. Yeah. They, they, and what's weird is they thought that I made that comment because I somehow thought or wanted Deuce Vaughn to go to Texas as if that made any sense. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they thought that such a comment was based out of my yearning desire to recruit him to Texas, whereas I was just like, It'd be kind of fun to see Deuce Vaughn play for LSU or Alabama or somebody like that, right? Yeah. So, uh, but they're really good. And, and they have grown. And you know, the worst thing you say about Kansas State right now is that when they played Texas at home and Texas played a really good game, but they didn't quite pull that off, they're just really mature. They're good on offense. They, they can play, unlike Kansas you know, you're not worried about their quarterback position coming into this game, whereas I don't know what Kansas is going to be doing. I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably at a 3. Mm-hmm. If, if Bean or 
Daniels play and get hot, and it's 14-14 after the first quarter, because K-State did that a week ago with West Virginia, and they just outgunned them. I think if you're Kansas, that's your hope. that you When Daniels is close to 100%, I said this. Put Jalen Daniels on that A&M team and keep him healthy. And A&M's had a different season this year. So I look at Jalen Daniels as a guy that, will that guy put himself into the portal before it's all said and done? Because I think he has special qualities that a lot of teams would be interested in. And only injuries have kept him from probably being the best quarterback in the Big 12 this year, with all due respect to Max Dugan. Um, so we'll see. Like it's, They have a wild card that is unlike any other wild card that Kansas State could face in the Big 12. But right now it feels more like a lottery ticket than a wild card. How about that? As an Aggie, Jeff Ketchum just got me excited and sad all at the same time with that <laughs> Daniels comment because I think he's absolutely right. Uh, that's Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GKCatch on Twitter if you're getting your follows together. Remember, it's Friday morning, rainy, cold to start, 11 a.m. kick for Texas. And Baylor and the Cowboys play Thursday at about 3.30 or so. Catch, have yourself a great Thanksgiving, man. Give our best to the family, and uh, y'all have a good one. Eat a lot of turkey. Likewise, my man. You guys be safe if you're traveling out there. And uh, Mr. Hastings, I absolutely adore you. I love you. Tell your family that I said I love them, too. You guys have a wonderful next few days. Uh, The Hastings family will be in my thoughts. Oh, we appreciate (laughs) it, man. Thank you. Take care. Take care, man. Good stuff there. Good stuff. Somebody texted in during his story. Did the chick that Catch took to IHOP, was she pushing three bills? No, he said she was like like 90 pounds. pounds, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, some good stuff there. Interesting thoughts on Tech. Sounds like he's leaning Texas. Sounds like he thinks the Longhorns can get off to a start and kind of end it for Baylor early on. Yeah. And then roll after that. So it sounds like Catch is leaning towards the Longhorns. Uh, we will continue to talk about that matchup, the Cowboys matchup, and more. Why Today Matters coming up on November 22nd. If you're a history buff, you know why November 22nd matters. Uh, we are, we'll get some of that, get some a couple of birthdays to hit as well. Plus, uh, we'll get you an update on this soccer World Cup going on. Crazy upset early, early, early this morning. And we'll get you a couple scores as well. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did she say thuggish, ruggish ball? Bone. Bone. Thuggish, ruggish bone. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a dance. Like a thuggish, ruggish ball. Oh my god. Like we're going to the ball. No? I'm trying so hard to keep you at the cookout. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike, you're getting thrown out how Uncle Phil used to do Jazzy Jeff with something like that. Thuggish, ruggish ball? 
Come on, uh, Matt. What's the? Isn't there a song on? And let me try to get it back. Isn't there a song on Southern Playalistic? Something about a ball, right? Players' ball. Players' ball. Yeah. Okay. See, that was in my brain. Okay. And it's a female that sings that. Okay. Right, right. So that was in my head, and so I got confused. I'm sorry. Okay, you might not be getting thrown out like Jazzy Jeff, but you're getting escorted out. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Like a hand on the shoulder. Can I have Uncle Phil looking brother saying, Chad, sorry about this, but you got to go. Can I have like a piece of chicken and maybe some potato salad on my way out? Yeah. If I carry it? Yeah, but you get the potato salad that no one's eating with the raisins in it. How dare you? (laughs) Why does anyone put raisins in potato salad? I don't know. It's a thing. Where is it a thing? You make the somewhere in white America. You make the reference to Westlake. I don't even know if Westlake folks are doing that. Uh, Raisins? I'm pretty sure in some of these Westlake households on Thursday, there's going to be some raisins and potato salad. They can't help themselves. I only approve of raisins in really one item, and it's cookies. That's it. Oatmeal, raisin, cookies. Other than that, I'll eat raisins by themselves. But I can't think of. I don't like raisins in cereal. I'll do it in, you know what, like in a, I'll do it in like a, yeah, cookies or like a, you know, power bar or something like some snack granola. Yeah, I'm I'll, not, I'll do that. No, I'm not a raisin guy at all. Maybe that raisin nut brand every once in a while. Shout out to my grandma. That was her go-to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not an oatmeal raisin cookie guy either. No? It just okay. makes me want a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, chocolate chip cookie. Because it looks like it. By the way, shout out to Tiff's Treats. I hope they have that truck down there on Friday. Last game, they had a Tiff's Treats truck. You just walk up and order them. Yeah, I saw Ricky and Vince Young do a little tri- Tiff's Treats commercial not too long ago. I saw on TV. So they're getting that Tiff's Treats money. Dude, that'd be that'd be crazy if you go to the door to get your Tiff's Treats order and Vince or Ricky is delivering it if you're a Longhorn fan. Wouldn't that be crazy? Like if you're, even if you're not a Longhorn fan. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, VY delivered my cookies. What? What are you talking about? It'd be crazy. Do like a contest where you enter and then they could deliver it. Tiff's treats. Just just try that idea. I yeah. mean, to what B. Jones was talking about, legalizing it here in Texas, Ricky Williams, Tiff Treats cookie, legalization. Oh, I see what you're saying. They would have something there. Ricky That de- would be an ultimate collaboration. Ricky delivering a special <laughs> snicker snicker doodle, if you know what I mean. The extra snicker doodle. Okay. Fair enough. That's what I got, by the way. It was also, two, two snickerdoodles. Also, you did say some wild stuff just a while ago. Oh, uh, what on the Specs text line? What did I say? What did I do? Zay, why does Chad assume we only eat chicken? I, I, I what? did go past that. You said chicken. You did say getting cooked, getting kicked out the cookout. We have chicken. We'll have multiple things at the cookout. Well, I understand that, but I assume <laughs> no. The reason I said that is I'm assuming that if I'm getting kicked out of the cookout, yeah, that I'm not going to ask for like. High level brisket, or if there's steak at the cookout, yeah. Even if there's like badass burgers and dogs, I might ask for a dog. Okay. On the way out, yeah. But I'm just thinking, ball. but I'm just thinking if somebody's grilling, just grilling up a basic piece of chicken, you might, you know. I don't know for thuggish, ruggish ball, you might go home hungry. I'm right. sorry. Fair that's, enough. That, that's All right. just terrible. I'm just gonna stop talking about music. That's what it is. I just get myself in trouble every. Single time. That's that's the problem. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm sorry for that mishap. That's that's a shame. That's I was about disgraceful to, yeah. for a crew. That I'm so sorry. Highly decorated in the rap game. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, Zay Zay plays the cool music. I make it seem a lot less cool. I apologize for that. It's a shame. All right, uh, let's get into why today matters. It is November 22nd. Not a history lesson, but we'll just mention that and then we'll move on.
Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, it's November 22nd, the anniversary of the JFK assassination. So Who that did means it? What's that? Who did it? Um, it's a very complex answer, I think. Mm. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of layers to it. We're coming up next year on what next year will be do the math, right? Next year's 60 years? Wow. That's crazy. Uh, shout out to our man, Kevin Dunn, uh, former employee uh, employee of ours, former partner of mine, uh, and former you know star here at the Horn. Kevin is my favorite JFK, I guess, you, what would you call them? JFK conspiracy people, JFK fascinated people. Like He is into that more than anybody I know. He's read all the different books and all the angles and watches documentaries on it. So Kevin would tell you a very long story of who killed JFK. It is not a simple answer for Kevin Dunn. I right. A lot. There was a lot going on back in 1963. I, I did see today, and uh, Chris Bennett usually sends this out because he's a Longhorn guy. They have a copy of the speech he was going to give in, like on this day in Dallas, I'm assuming, Dallas, or maybe it was no, maybe it was Austin, where he was going to end up in Austin by the end of the day because he references the That's team. What I've always heard that he was going to the ATX after, yeah, because he because he ends up referencing Daryl Royal and the football team. Okay. And it's 1963, so that's playing to the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. That is obviously a badass football team in that particular year. So uh, that is today, November 22nd, also my brother-in-law's birthday. So shout out to him. That's another reason. He's one of the few men in my life I remember his birthday. There's very very few of those that that I'll lock it in for some reason – I don't know. I, I think I don't know if that's how guys are hardwired, but generally my male friends, there has to be something that triggers me to know their birthday. Like I just don't remember it very well. Yeah, I remember one of my friends' birthdays, but that was only because he shared it with like one of the hottest girls at the school. So there you go. She was bad. She would come all dolled out and dressed up, and we would just be looking at her, being like, "Hey, it's our my birthday too, guys." Like, yeah, hey, nobody worried about you. So see, yeah. I, I get same it. thing. My brother-in-law is the JFK thing. I got another good friend. Only reason I remember his is it's near my wife's. It's close to my wife's birthday. That's yeah. the only reason he gets lucky enough for me to remember. And then there's all these other random ones that you couldn't pay me sometimes to tell. Uh, like, I don't, like, I don't know your birthday. Off the top of my head, I don't know your birthday. Haven't, That's all right. Haven't memorized it yet. That's all right. You know mine? No. Okay. No, yeah, I do. Christmas. There you go. See, mine's simple. That's why. Once yeah, you learn Christmas, me, yeah. oh, it's a lockdown. Because everybody, yeah. everybody can get me on that because they all re- can remember. Once you hear Christmas one time, you're going to remember that one. Uh, so what is yours? So I'll, February 3rd. Feb 3? Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. that's simple. Yeah, I always had the Super Bowl on my birthday growing that's... up. I like probably had 10 Super Bowls on my birthday growing up. February 3rd. That's easy for me now. Your birthday is the day the music died. Your birthday is the day that Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper died in the famous uh, crash. Oh, jeez. I don't like that. I don't know if that's – it's not happy memory, yeah. obviously, but it's how I'll remember it from now on, sadly. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. All right, so on this November 22nd, uh, not a ton of birthdays, although there were two badass ladies that I found that have a birthday today. Shout out to one of my favorite athletes of all time. Billie Jean King is 79 today, one of the most important athletes ever. And then Jamie Lee Curtis – 64 today for Jamie Lee, who was in this last Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, who last Halloween movie that my wife went to see. She said it was pretty good. She said it was pretty good. She did, but my, look, my wife will see any slasher movie. 
and she loves that franchise. So she was she was gonna go right to the bitter end with Jamie Lee, but she said it was pretty good. Yeah, I just saw the original Michael Myers just passed away. Homie was eighty five years old. Really? Ain't no way the Michael Myers that was just in this Halloween ends whatever it's yeah. called. Ain't no way he has the stamina to keep chasing these people. That's amazing. It's amazing. And he never, and he never, ever, ever, he never even hit a trot. Ever. Always, he and Jason both, man, never in a hurry. They were never in a hurry. They always were very deliberate. And they always somehow got there. Yeah, I mean, these guys like Jerry Jones running around in a mask. I don't get it. Just terrorizing people. Functional speed is what they had. They were like Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers takes off, you think, well, he's not making that down marker. He makes it every time. Yeah. He makes that third and nine, 11 yards every single time. That's the way Jason and Michael were. You trip one time, you fall one time, he's right there. Do you think Jason and Michael had Giselle ultimatums with their women and said, hey, you need to stop killing? There comes a point of time where we got to just turn it in. And probably Jason and Michael Myers probably killed her and said, no, you're not going to stop but honey, what I love to do. But, honey, they say I'm the goat, and I've got to go chan- a chance to go kill in Tampa. There's slower people down there. They're older. It'll be easier to kill. It's, I, I can still do it. That is the weirdest question you've ever asked, but I'm so glad you did. Yo, if those guys had significant others, I mean, let's be, let's be real. Jason had a weird thing with his mom. He had a weird. He had some mom problems. That's, yeah. That was a weird little incest Alabama type situation because. But Michael, there's no way anybody's hanging out with Michael. He was such a messed up kid. He wasn't having a relationship. I don't know. Everybody needs love somewhere. Oh man, that's that's a rough one. That's a rough. I can't imagine him just sitting down for a nice a nice meal, hanging the mask on like a coat rack. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How was your day, honey? I don't think that's the way it worked. It'd be a really boring movie, though. They should have made that one. That's why November twenty second matters to us. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Up next, it is stems and seeds. I'll get you the scores from around the World Cup today, including a huge upset and a nice. Nice comeback for those of you that follow the French team. We'll get you the details on the horn. I'm a freak to the core, get a dose once, you gon' want some more. My tongue touch a girl, your toes bound to curl. This is exclusive stick, I don't share uh, the world. Oh, uh, 50 Cent? Correct. There we go. There we go. 50 Cent. Because of all this music today, we've been discussing all kinds of things, from potato salad to chicken to raisins. This is actually a little Kim Raisins and things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, Kim, she comes up next. That's a, gets pretty filthy. I'm not sure if they ever dated, but that's a couple I don't mess with. Let's go to Kim's part. I feel like that's a... Let's go to Kim's part. What, are you trying to get us fired? What do you mean? Oh. We find a clean version? Yes. Yes? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, they didn't date. That would be interesting. I know Kim's a little older than 50, but she's had a lot of work done. So She really has. Yeah. It's depressing. She, it's all right, you know. She got to a point where she didn't look like little Kim anymore. Yeah. That's when I get concerned. She pushed it past that point, just like Peppa pushed it past that point where I went, wait, 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 hold on, stop. You don't look like you anymore. Never mind. 
That's what I'm saying, because black don't crack usually, and you don't yeah. necessarily need that, but hey, if you want to improve yourself and feel like it's an improvement, go ahead. The, the weirdest one to me ever in Hollywood was Jennifer Grey, the one who played uh, the girl in Dirty Dancing and was the sister ah. in Ferris Bueller. She just could not live with that nose, or somebody told her she couldn't live with that nose, so she got a nose job, and she stopped looking like Jennifer Grey. It just changed her, and it... It has to be the reason she didn't, man, maybe she wasn't trying to get roles or whatever, but it was just weird. You'd see her interviewed, and you're like, well, there's no way that's her. It just doesn't look like her. Right. I thought she was, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Uh, there you go. Please be careful for the, uh, be careful about the plastic surgery. You just don't, you want to still look like yourself. Somebody, somebody loves you out there, so you want to look like you. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's give, uh, give credit to all the good music today, ending with 50 Cent, but then starting with Nelson. That's a, that's a crazy ride right there. With Nazareth and Bone Thugs and Harmony in the middle, ABC was in there, Nevermore was in there, and I did not know Nevermore. I got to look up that band, find out more about them. All right. Uh, let's get you some stems and seeds, and we'll go to the pitch to start out. Here we go. No stress, no seeds. Brought to you by AV Consultations, avconsultations.com or 255-8678. One game going on right now in the World Cup, and boy, did France have a nice comeback. Australia scores the first goal. France has scored four unanswered. They are in the 88th minute. France trying to finish off what is now a 4-1 lead. Looks like they're going to get the win. Uh, Denmark and Tunisia, nil-nil, a tie today. Uh, Mexico and Poland, same thing. Apparently there was a huge save in there by the, I believe the Mexican goaltender made a great save and kept that match at nil-nil. They ended up in a tie. And uh, the big one of the day was Saudi Arabia upsetting Argentina. That's right. Messi did score an early goal, but uh, Saudi Arabia answers with a couple both in the second half, 48th and 53rd minute. So 2-1 that big upset. As far as tomorrow at the World Cup, you probably know the U.S. team doesn't play till Friday against England. Tomorrow is Morocco against Croatia, Germany and Japan, Spain takes on Costa Rica, and Belgium will take on Canada. If you want to get up for those early games, matches, sorry, 4 a.m., and then 7, 10, and 1 is how those schedules roll out. Yeah, get, get it correct. It's matches. Don't it disrespect match. the game. That's right. It Football, is a match. Football, it's matches. Now, if you're gambling on these games and you know damn well you haven't seen a football game in like five years y'all are out of control you might have to look at yourself in the mirror you got a problem do we have people in the office betting on the world cup oh yeah is that the problem people in the office betting on the world cup it's not good and damn well they haven't watched this version in football no in a hot minute since freddie adu was playing (laughs) and yeah that's that's a problem you look at yourself in the mirror because life could get real dark that's fair yeah you don't want to mess with that be careful if you're going to be betting on the world cup uh also tonight zay six o'clock we've got the next cfp rank Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Everybody stay put? Yeah, yeah, everybody stays put, but we know that game in Columbus, that's going to shake up a lot of things. And let's see with USC having Notre Dame this week, all those games being played, maybe Southern Cal. We know the media wants uh, that market in the West Coast. Maybe they could squeak up in there and jump in the top four somehow. Uh, I would guess USC jumps over LSU and they'll be five, and LSU will stay at six. 
That's my guess. Yes, L- for tonight. For tonight. Yeah. LSU, yeah, play- that. LSU played UAB. USC got a nice win against UCLA. Yeah, I agree. If only TCU could have won by a lot and jumped over at least one of those two teams, but Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU all had kind of clunky wins. So leave them, probably leave them the same way. All right, coming up, it is... Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge under the lights coming up at 7 tonight. Talking a lot of high school football as we get ready for the third round of the playoffs. We'll be back for a Wednesday show, our last show of the week before Thanksgiving. Stay warm and dry out there and keep it right here on the horn. See ya!